Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. It was partly in the USA for the world champion as he equaled the all-time win record within a season, but can his teammates spoil his fiesta in Mexico this weekend? Hello, hello and welcome back to the Grid Talk podcast, everybody. This is episode number 241, where we'll be previewing the 2022 Mexico City Grand Prix. I'm your host, George House, and joining me today, we have Sophia Richmond, very FMF1. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. Uh, we have Phil Matthew from the Grip Strip podcast. Hello, everybody. And the master of engineering himself, it's Jack Watson. Hello, everyone. Uh, but first, if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love it if you could leave a, leave a five-star review for us to take five and do that on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. If you do, we'll automatically enter you into our monthly draw to win some merchandise from our Grid Talk t-shirts uh champion range of merchandise and if you're one of the 72 percent of people who aren't yet subscribed to the youtube channel please consider going over there to subscribe to our channel uh so let's get into the preview for this race so i believe the last three races uh, around mexico max Verstappen has won it's very much a favorite track of his he's won 13 races this season which is a joint record if he wins this weekend he would beat the all-time record and go up to 14 sophia how impressive a record would that be for Max Verstappen to get this season, would you say? Uh, it's amazing. I think it definitely is doable with the four races left um, in the season, three races left in the season. Um, he's just performing so well. And I think he's finally this season got into his own. Obviously, all the situations that happened back in 2021 kind of went over his head. And now he's actually driving, performing so well. And we can see with his results, even when he's starting so low on the grid, sometimes he's still outperforming and getting those podiums and the points needed for the team. Yeah, he's been in a red hot vein of form. Phil corrected me there in a little chat, just saying that actually Hamilton won in 2019, but he has won three of the last four. It's very much a favorite track of his and Red Bulls going, going back some way now. Um, but obviously, the, the focus is definitely going to be on the other Red Bull driver this weekend, Phil, uh, Sergio Perez, coming into his home race. Last year, he got a podium there, and the scenes were just just unbelievable. No one can forget the celebrations of his father seeing his boy get up, stand on the podium. How ballistic will things go if Checo manages to win in Mexico? Because he has a new engine. He's looking to end an engine penalty in the USA. So it's kind of like Red Bull are preparing for this a little bit. Yeah, we talked about it last week previewing the U.S. Grand Prix, and we mentioned the hysterics that would happen if Sergio Perez were to go and end up winning the Mexico Grand Prix. Uh, I don't think that that stadium would hold up if if he were to win the Mexico Grand Prix. I think all the grandstands would be ripped off uh, because 
he's been he's he's ran well of course this year at times on street circuits but this is the one if he wins this one he more than likely puts himself in a great position to finish second in the world championship which is basically what's left to race for um i honestly think if red bull for what perez has been doing all year for them to assist in max Verstappen um doing what he's done um i think this is the payoff uh for that if he can have a great weekend you know start on pole go and win the race fastest lap the whole bit uh i think it's a very high likelihood because then you go to brazil you know two weeks time i think max Verstappen is I mean, even the battle he had last year with Lewis, one of the more clean, relatively cleaner battles that they had with each other. Um, he's very good around there in Abu Dhabi. Um, he's shown to be all right there as well. So he'll get his record, but I think this one's the one to thank um, Checo for all he's done this year and playing his role as the second driver at Red Bull. And and I figure they, they did what they had to do at Coda and his car was really fast at the end of the race. So I figure that's going to be similar to that this weekend. Yeah, Perez doing a good job in America. Obviously, we mentioned he had that grid penalty. So he started a bit further down the grid, ended up in fourth. It's not a bad result at all. And uh, there's no reason why he can't get a good result around, uh, around Mexico this weekend. But yeah, I agree with you, Verstappen's probably going to get that 14th win at some point whether it's going to be this weekend or another one coming up you know um it's just it's just a ridiculous performance for him throughout the entire season and for Red Bull as well I think Red Bull have won every single race since the summer break or something like that it's they've just been unstoppable did it in 2013 isn't it in 2022 again as well so so yeah um but yeah Phil mentioned the uh the battle between uh Sergio Perez and Charles Leclerc for second in the drivers championship just two points in that one um, Leclerc ahead of Perez. Uh, Jack, how do you see Ferrari getting on this weekend? Because obviously they got pole position with Sainz. I feel like he could have really shown something in, in Cota, but he had the contact with George Russell, not his own fault, of course. Um, and Charles Leclerc, despite his penalty, he, he looked pretty good. I, I feel like it was a much more positive weekend for them in the USA. So how do you see the Scuderia getting on in Mexico? Well, I mean, as we all know, their worst enemy is themselves. Um, so... I think Leclerc is, um, he's not doing too bad. I mean, we're at the point now where there's nothing to lose. So essentially from where they started this season. So he can go into it with a clear ahead. Um, and if he can stay focused, he could take the fight to Red Bull. Um, my biggest thing would be Red Bull's always been a high downforce team. And that's served them well at Mexico. They seem a bit quicker in the straights now, which is a key thing I hear, but they may sacrifice the middle sector um, as a result of this new design. So we'd, uh, we'll see. But Leclerc did well. Like you say, he's got a good momentum from uh, from America. Um, and if he can focus on that and to consolidate that second place for both Ferrari and himself, uh, he should be in a good stead. Yeah, definitely more positive for Ferrari. They just need to back it up with a bit of good luck, really. I mean, they, they were just playing unlucky with signs and Charles Leclerc did his best. We'll see how they get on. Um, Sophia, now I remember back in the day, uh, back in the old days of the Hermanos Rodriguez circuit, it was one of the most infamously bumpy tracks out there, just downright dangerous. Those days are gone. But if any car's going to suffer along that whacking great long straight, it's going to be the Mercedes. But saying that, Sir Lewis Hamilton had his best race by far this year in America, just gone. And George Russell will be looking to atone for his errors 
uh, at the start as well. So how do you see the Silver Hours getting on this weekend? It's interesting because like they said coming into Coda that they were nervous because obviously it is Coda was a bumpy track and everything and given how they have been on the track record and then like you said performed very very well got a podium. I think they're going to do surprisingly well. I think that you now know that it's not as big of an issue compared to how it was in the beginning of the season. They've kind of sorted out all, uh, most of their porpoising issues, how they're going to run the cars. I think I'm saying probably top five for them. I think it's going to be more likely for it to, um, it'll be more likely that they'll do well more surprisingly compared to what they think they are going to do well themselves. If that makes sense. They're quite low balling themselves coming into Mexico, but they did well last season. You had Lewis P2, um, and then Bottas obviously had an incident um, with uh, Daniel Ricciardo, which kind of dropped him out of the points. But he took pole um, in the Mercedes. So I I think it is possible. Uh, Mercedes will probably do top five. At least one of the drivers would be top five. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing for Mercedes is that even when they have a bad day, they're still probably going to be fifth or sixth. That's just the way it goes for them. They'll still be gunning for second in the Constructors' Championship. But honestly, I think that ship has probably sailed. I said it before the USA, and I'm going to say it again here. It's it's 50-odd points. It's not impossible, but they'd have to get a 1-2 or something. And with the form that Red Bull are in, it's it's very difficult to see that happening, really, to be honest with you. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on to, to Alpine, Phil. Um, definitely a, a weekend for them to forget, but also a very memorable weekend for one of their drivers in particular in Fernando Alonso. He had that crash with, uh, with Stroll somehow kept going, finished, I think, sixth or seventh, something like that. Then he gets a penalty that he drops out of the points. People who want to see my view on that later in the week can go over to our TikTok, uh, F1 Grid Talk, and see my rant about how that penalty was not, I don't think, fair. It was a bit harsh, to say the least. They got a single point from that weekend, um, but they're still ahead of McLaren. I, I think, Phil, it's they just need a, a quiet weekend in Mexico, and they should get some good points to pull out ahead of McLaren. It's been a back and forth battle recently. It, it had went initially it was McLaren, then Alpine took control for a while. And then here recently, it seems like back and forth. One race, one team has the advantage and the other team does really bad and vice versa. The reality is McLaren only had one, one driver uh, this weekend again. And that was where their... Um, you know, they're fighting two against one, but then Fernando Alonso ended up riding like a 757 down the back straightaway. Thankfully, didn't hit that guardrail opening. Um, you know, that was bad. It was a horrible wreck um, that took place on the back straightaway with him and Stroll. Uh, penalty notwithstanding to basically have a car that was like, took off in the air and looked like a stadium super truck and to still finish in a sixth position on, on the track was a great result. And um, I mean, yeah, the penalty is a whole other discussion. I'll leave you to do that George later this week. Look forward to seeing that. But in terms of um, their performance, they need to just kind of, like you said, quiet weekend, just, get one or both of them, get both of them in a Q2, one of them at least, if not both in a Q3, go and have to fight fight Lando two against one, and this should be able, they should be able to hold on 
for fourth in the constructors. Uh, I think of these last three races, I would venture to say that two of the three circuits are more suited to the Alpine team than McLaren. So based on all those things, um, you know, I, I, they should be able to do work. It was a rough weekend for Ocon. He didn't really have he had a bad qualifying, then had to start from pit lane, was generally nondescript uh, during the race itself. Uh, you know, but he, he has those weekends seemingly, I guess there's days that Ocon looks like the guy that was like a big time prospect. And then there's other days where you wonder how he got a three-year extension from Alpine, but he'll have to work harder next year when he's driving against his good friend, Pierre Gasly. Oh yes. Yes. I've I've said multiple times, uh, (laughs) I can't wait to see them two in the same car on the same team. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fiery for sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. um, Alpine just needed a quiet weekend. It's not a track historically that has suited their car. They've never really had too many great results around here, but if anybody can drag that thing into decent points, it's Fernando Alonso. Um, but yeah, let's move on to McLaren. McLaren in fifth place. A better, a better weekend for them in, in the USA, for sure. For one of the drivers anyway, for Lando Norris, Daniel Ricciardo, the only guy he beat was Nicholas Latifi. I'm not going to go on to rant about him because people don't want to hear that. It honestly pains me. He did not summon his inner Ricky Bobby at all. He summoned his, summoned his inner Pastor Maldonado that weekend. Awful. Um, but yeah, they're still in the fight, though. They're still in the fight, Jack. But realistically, for them to compete against Alpine for this uh, fourth place in the constructors, they're going to have to have both drivers getting a decent result. And it's something we've very rarely seen this season. You're absolutely right. Um, Lando continuing his one-man band assault on uh, on Alpine. As Phil said, it is so touch and go, which I suppose is kind of testament to Lando's performance. I mean, what, 50% of the year he's been doing it on his own? So, yeah, no, it's um, it's not easy. It's, it's, it's not easy. Um, we will it'll be interesting to see how they go. Uh, what do I what do I expect? I don't think I'm going to see Ricardo in the points. To be honest, I think it might be another one where he struggles. Um, the high altitude could make the car a bit a uh, bit more awkward for them. And if that's the case, it, it, we already know how sensitive is in that car. It might not. It might struggle. Um, Lando, I don't really know. Um, if Alpine have a good day, uh, have a quiet day, as as has been described, then. Yeah, sure, he, he might have his work cut out. I think he got lucky in quali in America. Um, that's going to be a key thing to overcome. Uh, while you can be susceptible to the DRS pass in Mexico, it does seem a bit harder to race properly, certainly with the old cars. We'll see how these ones do. But, um, yeah, if he can get on top of qualifying, I think that'll be half the battle one, probably more so. Um, so, yeah, I think qualifying is going to be all important. For them, and I hope I'm wrong about Danny Rick. I really do. I, I I hope I am as well. I hope I'm wrong about. It. Like I said, I, I like the guy. I do. I like him as a person. But yeah, uh, he's it's not he's not having a good season at all. And I think even even he must know that. So it's not a surprise what's happening to me. It's pretty much confirmed he's not going to be on the grid next year. Strong rumors about him being a reserve driver for Red Bull next year. Terrible decision. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I buy that. I don't, I don't know if the man's pride will let him be a test driver for Stappen. I, I just don't. I, I can't see it personally. But stranger things have happened. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll move on. Uh, we'll move on to uh, 
sixth place team in the constructors, and that's still Alpha and Mayo, but it's just one point between them and Aston Martin after this last weekend, Sophia. That battle in the in the lower midfield is incredibly tight. And I've got a feel for Alfa Romeo as well, because if Bottas didn't retire, I think he would have got points at last. Oh my God. I've, I was saying this this whole weekend. This is the longest streak he has gone without any points since 2013. This is, it's bad. Like to say that, and he's been doing so well this season. And like, they've just been hit by so many bad cases. Like Joe with the engine penalty, uh, engine failures a few times, Bata's getting hit and going off. It's just been not the best thing. But yeah, this mid, like the lower end battle has actually been more interested than who's winning the constructors, I think. And that's testament of how these new regulations and how these new cars are. We wanted more closer battles for these constructors and we're getting that. Maybe not all of them in the same kind of battle, but like small little breaks is what we need. But oh, like... I, I feel for them because he needed the points. They need the points. They're doing so well, I think. Um, it's just been such bad luck with the engines. That's probably the biggest thing. They would have been a lot higher had it not been for that. And yeah, like you said, I think Bottas could have been at least P7, I think, probably, maybe even higher. Um, Joe did quite well, even given that he um, had his lap time deleted in qualifying. He still did quite well to an extent um, of the race uh, yesterday. But yeah, I, I really need, I really hope that he can get some more points for it. Um, but we'll see. It all depends on qualifying, I think, as well. Yeah, qualifying is key. And to be fair, in qualifying, early on in the season, they were pretty good, especially on Bottas's hand. But yeah, the, te- the team has no luck. Especially, I mean, yeah, obviously Bottas retired in the last one, but Joe in particular, I mean, I, I feel like, he must walk under about five ladders before he steps foot in the car. The guy has the absolute, he has loads of luck, but it's all bad. Like it's just unreal. And yeah, they're under serious threat now. They're only one point ahead of, uh, of Aston Martin, Phil, but you know, it could have easily been a lot worse. Had it not been for Lance Stroll's crash, uh, Aston Martin could easily be ahead of uh, Aston Martin, uh, sorry, um, Alfa Romeo going into this weekend. Um, they're just one of them teams that they're just slowly climbing up the grid and they're a genuine genuine threat to even maybe McLaren and Alpine in some races. So how do you see the, the green machines getting on in Mexico? I think it's a lot to do with Sebastian Vettel um, being at the end of his great career. And he's kind of been bringing that energy since the post the summer break. I think he knows this is the end, at least a full-time competition. I doubt that he's going to run anything else uh, at least immediately. Um, his performance yesterday and his last lap uh, run with Kevin Magnuson was one of the coolest things I've seen in a in Formula One in a long, long time. And it's totally Sebastian Vettel that he would go and ride the board, so to speak, on the outside of the quadruple apex right-hander, going into the last two corners trying to pass Kevin Magnuson to get that position. I mean, his team completely screwed up that pit stop or else he would have won he would have been sixth on merit um he led the race got to 3500 laps led as a formula one driver which was cool they had pace all weekend and that's something that aston martin at the start of this year had none the car was not very good they've made it better and i mean maybe i guess l plan had the right idea going over there because 
the car looks good and they've been really strong here recently even stroll for being what he is um and almost causing a massive crash or causing a massive crash and having no uh, being completely oblivious to it um they've been really good recently alfa romeo's in trouble in this spot they're going to lose that um championship position and that crucial money now of course they're going to be bought by audi but um but in the reality of this coming year 2023 it's a big problem for them but aston martin has been doing really well recently i think sebastian vettel the joy and the energy he's bringing to the to the team and them wanting to do well for him is a big part of why this is and they've of course made improvements too so credit to the the people in the back and in silverstone doing what they're having to do and um we'll see what happens these last few races it's for alfa romeo it's going to be very tough for them to hold off aston martin the way things are going yeah, the, the tide is definitely turning in that one. Um, it's a very close battle, but I don't see it being very close for much longer with the form that Aston are in. Uh, with both drivers as well, I mean, you know, Vettel obviously doing better, but, you know, Stroll, to his credit, early in the race, he was running on the podium. He had a great start. So, you know, they, they've definitely got big potential, that team. Um, we'll, we'll see how they get on in Mexico. Uh, let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to Haas uh, next Jack um down in down in eighth in the constructors it's, it's a season that's really flat to the sea for them they could have it seems like they could have done so much more but to the credit and also to the credit of uh, Kevin Magnussen as well they got an eighth place they did very well to to do that in their home race their first their first point scored since Austria which is about eight and nine races ago I'm just looking at the standings here that's that is a very very long time it's you know it's unrealistic to expect them to get up into seventh, but if they get some more points this weekend, it'd help them in the battle to stay eighth at least. Certainly, that battle couldn't be closer. Well, it, maybe it could, only from two to one. Um, <clears throat> I didn't realise it was quite so close. You're under the understanding, thinking, who else is left? Um, yeah, that's it's quite something. Obviously, Mix, Mix in survival mode now, and he, he, he has no more time left. If he's got a... If he's got a future here, he has to prove it now, especially after making the foolish decision to leave the driver academy Ferrari. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's game time for him. K Mag, we know he's a safe pair of hats. Always has been, always will be, I suspect. Um, well, maybe not always has been, but anyway, that's by the by. Um, yeah, uh, it's. I mean, with AlphaTauri quite so close, they do seem to have dropped off a little bit. Uh, House, on the other hand, seems to have warmed up, certainly in K-Mate's hands, a little bit, if we're talking marginal here. But, yeah, it's just fighting for that point. We know they're capable of it, certainly. Um, so we will see how they do. I think they probably will have the measure of Alpha Tower this weekend. Um, just a hunch. I, don't, I wish I could go on more than that. Um, I don't dare say they've probably not got any upgrades coming for the rest of the year. I don't think many people do. Um but yeah, all eyes on next year for development. But uh, driver-wise, I mean, not much more Kevin Magnussen can do to prove his worth for that team. Uh, so yeah, he's given it everything. Let's hope he can continue it for three more races. 
Well, yeah, I and mean, we know we know K Mag's safety. Obviously, he's wanting to do his best for the team. Uh, Mick Schumacher, anything but safe. The longer it goes on, the more you think they're looking at another option. Who that option is, I don't know. <laughs> it definitely won't be Antonio Giovinazzi after his display in free practice one in <laughs> Cota, though. Anybody that see his uh, his highlights, uh, it's a, it's a very very brief bit of highlights for him. Um, <laughs> I think he barely lasted a sector. Uh, so yeah, less said about it, the better. Um, but let's move on to Alpha Tari. I mean, Jack's, Jack's got a hunch that um, that. Uh, Haas will have the advantage over Alvatari. I've got a hunch that actually that Alvatari have advantage over Haas, uh, mainly because of their results last season. Pierre Gasly getting fourth place absolutely on merit last year. Obviously, the cynic will say, oh, well, Gasly doesn't care. He's leaving anyway. But I don't see that at all. I think he's still going to you know, get try and get the best results possible um, for the rest of the season. And Sonoda, you never know. He could uh, produce a surprise. Uh, Sophia, how do you see them getting on this weekend? I, I stand completely with you, like Gasly finishing P4 last season. Obviously, Yuki did not finish due to the collision with Mick last season. But after, um, they've just been weird hit or miss. They've not been consistently consistent compared to sometimes the Haas, the Aston Martin, or even the Alpine. Like the Alpine's probably one of the more consistent teams in the lower um, for the constructors. But we'll see, because... Drivers can go either way when they said that they're going to leave the team. They can either bottle it or produce very well. And I feel like with how much time Gasly has invested with Red Bull, even though he is leaving, I feel like he would still want to leave on a good high with them. We can even look at how um, Alonso is doing for Alpine. He's doing quite well, even though obviously he's going to ASMR next season. You have Vettel, who's retiring, who's still performing quite averagely decent, um, compared to how he was before he announced he retired. So I think with um, Alvatore, I feel like they're going to do quite well. You never know with Yuki, though. That's the one thing. You can sometimes see him in the points or you can sometimes see him in the wall. It's very, very unpredictable. I would like to see both of them do quite well. Um, I'm quite a big fan of Gasly overall as well. And I think that he needs some good races and some good points finishes for the rest of the season because it's just not been his season at all compared to previous years. Yeah, Gasly has a. It's weird. He get he gets a move out of AlphaTauri and his his worst season for them. It's it's, it's utterly bonkers. Um, that's the situation we find ourselves in there. I think Alpine hiring more out of desperation than anything else. No disrespect to Gasly. I think he's a good driver, but I don't think... I'm pretty sure he was not their first choice. We all know who their first choice was. (laughs) He was at least number two on that list, probably number three or four, knowing knowing their look when it comes to contracts. But there we go. Um, So, yeah, very tight battle there for eighth place in the constructors. People say there's nothing of watching Formula 1 right now. Yes, in terms of the top there isn't because that's all decided but there is some big battles further down the standings for sure uh and now we'll go to the very bottom of them for for williams uh phil i think the most positive thing for them though coming out of the usa is that alex albon he looks fighting fit again he looks like he's back on top form he nearly nearly made it into q3 he was almost there didn't quite manage it and got a respectable 12th at the end um the other driver let's, let's not talk about him yeah, the other driver hopefully will be Logan Sargent, um, pending a good result at Abu Dhabi here in a few weeks' time. Uh, first American on the grid since Scott or Alex Alexander Rossi, who 
ran for um whatever um, manner and then um prior to that it was scott speed so um alex albon proving once again that he is kind of i mean now he's back from the serious health issues that he had and when he's behind the wheel of that car he's doing really good work and there is a pot there's like an air of positivity there on that side of the garage in terms of um hope i mean there's a big gap that they have to make up to alpha tori and uh it was it called alfa romeo and haas and um aston martin but i think that williams had a good weekend they did a they did a get together at a home depot for duracell so credit to them how many formula one teams are just randomly doing fan events at a home depot but williams is one of them um logan Sargent debuted um had a solid session unlike other people and um and i think he would have had a little more pace if he had been able to run um i think the soft tires i don't think he ran the softs and alex pillow for um, mclaren didn't run the softs and not and both of them were doing pretty well so I think for Williams, it's obviously keeping Alexander Albon healthy, 100% building, getting data, and then hoping and working with uh, Logan Sargent to make sure that he will be on the grid with them next year and they can go and start from there and hope for you know some progression getting back to like eight years ago when they were with um, with the uh, Botas and and Massa and they were competing for podiums and polls and all that it's probably not going to happen next year but there is hope with williams there is yeah they seem to be on an upwards trajectory which might seem a bit odd given where they are in the championship but they're more consistent this year with alex albon they got big potential with him with logan Sargent, they also have big potential with him if he does end up driving for them they said that he will drive if he gets super license points that's obviously dependent on how well his final weekend at abu dhabi goes um but yes, those are the 20 drivers. Those are the 10 teams. We've run through them all for you. Um, and we're going to give our predictions now. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Sergio Perez to win. I have to do it because I really want to see it more than anything. And I also think it's possible. Um, but at the same time, I, I, don't, I don't know how Max would respond to Red Bull telling him to get out of the way. I don't know if they'd do that. I really don't. But we'll see what happens there. Um I do think it'll be Red Bull 1-2, though. I will give the second place to Verstappen. I think it's just too damn good. It's hard not picking for the win. So I'll put him in second place. And third, third, I will go with I'll go with Carl Sainz. I'll give him a fighting comeback after getting took out in the, in the first corner last weekend. Uh, Jack, what's your podium prediction for this weekend? I reckon, I, I reckon Verstappen's going to win it. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry, but he's crushing it right now. Championship or not, he's a bloody machine. Um, so yeah, him for the win. I know it's easy. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, second place. Who would I have second? I think I would have Hamilton second. Actually, uh, I yeah, I don't know if that flies in the face of some of my earlier discussion, but yeah. I've, I reckon I fancy Hamilton in second place, and I reckon Leclerc in third. I reckon we'll get all three on the podium. That'd be nice. Good spread, Sophia. Oh, my heart would love to say Paris would be one, but 
realistically, it's not going to happen. I think it's going to be Max, then Perez, then Charles go for a random pick. I think given he finished fifth last season as well, I think it is possible as long as Ferrari doesn't mess up their strategy and actually make some good calls, which I feel like that's going to be the biggest challenge of them all <laughs> more than anything else. <laughs> I, I do fear for... Uh, Verstappen's safety if he does win the race ahead of Perez I'd, uh, it might be an interesting time trying to get him out of the trap bodyguards but... like, like literally so many bodyguards like arm surfaces gonna be crazy <laughs> it, it would it would be something it would definitely be something Phil what's your top three predictions for this weekend I'm going with Checo to win and I'll I'm gonna go Charles Leclerc second and Max Verstappen third. Um, I'll say that in the battle, it'll be something. They'll they'll have to do something to make sure that Max isn't in position to win. So something might happen on the pit stop, maybe. Okay, okay, right. So ball prediction time, something that we uh, think could happen, but probably won't in all honesty. That's the way I kind of define it. Um because I'm a McLaren fan, because I want to see them do well, because I feel like they have a chance of getting fourth again. I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Lando Norris for a top five. It's not that bold of a prediction, but I feel like it's fairly unlikely. In all honesty, um, Jack, what's your bold prediction for this weekend? I reckon whatever they put in the water at Alfa Romeo is going to continue on. I reckon that Bottas will hit the top five with a caveat that Joe also scores points big hole you know that 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 is just something that's just come out of nowhere <laughs> that'd be incredible to see uh so that be- might be funny that one lap pace was monstrous uh, in america there's no denying that i don't think i've seen a performance from now for about that in quite some time so yeah let's see if they've got a bit of momentum eh? The key is they need to keep it going for 70 laps at high altitude in heat. It's not exactly great conditions for an engine to function, but we'll see. It could happen. You never know. Sophia? Um, right. I think Vettel's going to finish in top five. I think that could be possible. He finished P7 last season. He did well uh, yesterday. I think it is potentially doable, and there'll be some good battles as well. That was the one that I was toying with between that and Lando Norris. I, just I was thought, thinking the same as well. Just get, which one would probably be the more realistic? I, th- I think that I think Vettel getting top five Norris is probably more realistic. But the, the McLaren man in me, the, the papaya, I have to show it. I have to show the colours. Uh, Bill, what's your bold prediction? Mick Schumacher gets points, uh, good points, meaning somewhere inside the top seven we'll say he finishes seventh on sunday which would be i think his best finish or something too i think so i think so yeah it also be his first points since austria (laughs) it's been a while yeah back when he was uh was he actually in the driver academy potentially back there i don't know but yeah Yeah, so last time ferrari won Last time Ferrari won as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, my days. That is such a long time ago. It is, yeah. <laughs> that, is a, that is a long, long time. Yeah, Ferrari's, a, Ferrari's team and their customer teams have not fared too well since then, it's fair to say. 
Um, but yeah, those are those are our bold predictions. I will give you guys a chance to plug your outlets as well. So, Sophia, I've mentioned you're part of Everything F1. What is that and where can people find it? Yep. Uh, so Everything F1, we have a website, www.everythingf1, where we post uh, news articles, uh, opinion pieces on a daily basis. We also are on all social media platforms at Join EF1. That's like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. We also do a podcast that we film live on Tuesday nights that get released on all streaming platforms on uh, Wednesday. Great guests coming up. We've had some great guests in the past as well. Um, if you like and listen, subscribe. Yeah, it's a great show. They have. I've been on a few times and they have had some very good guests on as well. It's always, it's always an entertaining one and they cover things outside of Formula One too. Uh, which is which is nice too. Uh, Phil, I've mentioned that you are part of the Gripship podcast. What is that, and where can people find it? Yeah, Gripship podcast. We go over all things motorsports all over the world. So we go over United States. So we'll be doing their our show here in a few hours' time since we're here in the U.S. So uh, we'll talk about the U.S. Grand Prix. We'll talk about NASCAR with two races to go in their season. A lot of uh, intrigue building up there. Uh, you can find us anywhere. You can uh, hear podcasts. Essentially, we're on Twitter at GripStripPod. You can find me at Philip G. Matthew on Twitter and my co-host Josh Huffine at J.P. Huffine. He's uh, at USailor2 on uh, Twitch where he goes and posts his iRacing um, exploits. Uh, winner of an Indy 500 on iRacing, so he takes great pride in that, and I give him credit for that. I couldn't do it. So um, we'll be talking about all things racing here. We'll preview Mexico. We'll preview Martinsville, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as we're getting down to the end of this season in motorsports. So um, thanks as always, George, and uh, for hosting and uh, for everything that we we are able to talk offline too. It's great we're able to hang out as friends in that way too. And Sophia, I'm glad that you're able to be on and feeling better. Um, Jack, even though we can't see you, we're glad you're on. Uh, it's a great group we have here on the uh, Grid Talk podcast. Lots of great characters and great people and fans real fans who actually care about the sport which at this point um it's very hard to do and can't can't forget aiden for the great uh producing that he does for all of us here on the show yeah very well said as always phil i've been on that show a few times grip strip podcast and yeah it's, it's always a laugh it's always a good time they cover a hell of a lot of stuff uh, a lot of stuff on the other side of the Atlantic as well, which we don't uh, we don't cover on here. So definitely check those guys out. Uh, Jack, is there anything you want to plug, my friend? Um, occasional Twitter user, if you are much easier than these two. Uh, so yeah, you want to follow me on Twitter at uh, j underscore c underscore Watson. Um, also an occasional writer for Formerly Spotlight, but now F1 Chronicle. Um, so if you happen to enjoy any of the more let's be honest, boring and techie side of things. I probably spouted some words onto a, onto a well, word document and put it out much to George's dismay. So uh, I will, uh, I'll leave it at that. But yeah, thanks all. Uh, been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on, Jack. Yeah, never never describe the technical stuff as boring because it isn't. To some people it might be, but to a lot of people it's not, including myself. So yeah, definitely check those, uh, those articles out. There's some really good in-depth ones. They're still on spotlightpro.com. Obviously we don't, that's that's morphed into football chronicle now, but the old the old website still has all the all that stuff, and they may come onto the F1 Chronicle website at some point as well. 
And that is the place where you can catch all of our shows. Every single one is linked on there. Just go to f1chronicle.com. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, at f1chronicle, and as well on uh, on on TikTok as well. Uh, F1 Grid Talk, I mentioned about our weekly rant videos. This one will be about Alonso and his penalty. Now, I don't think it's just, but you know, you can see my, you can see my uh, my reasoning on there for that uh, later in the week. I think it comes out on Thursday, something like that. So, uh, yeah, you can find us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Verbal, Omni Studio, Pocket Cast, and uh, from Chronicle website as well. Just search for F1 Grid Talk and all those. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We've just passed 750 subscribers, which is fantastic. We're getting close to that 1,000 every single day and that make a huge difference to us uh if you want to support us on patreon as well you can get some better lights mic uh lights mics and recording equipment easy for me to say uh, I'm, I'm rocking a new camera this weekend so hopefully it's a bit more clear on my end um and, and yeah and if you want to check out some of our merchandise as well you can head over to our store f1chronicle.com forward slash store uh i want to thank my panelists again for coming on the show very much appreciated as always Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. I'm waving. You can't see me, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for co- for con- for context, Jack's uh, camera is not working today, so maybe we can send him a new a new camera at some point. Uh, so yeah, and um, we'll be back on Saturday to analyze qualifying for the Mexican Grand Prix. I think it'll be from 11 p.m. UK time. Another late one for us, but uh, hopefully we'll get some of the North American people on that one to to make make sure that people are a bit more awake for it. But yeah, uh, catch us for that one. Thank you very much for listening and watching and goodbye.